We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who recently discovered that she and her husband had very different years. I love this letter. Before we begin... We just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. Honestly, right before we pressed record, we were debating about how susceptible I am to being in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is high, highly susceptible. So maybe don't listen to my advice. Um, Please take everything uh, all of the advice we give today as you see fit in your life. We're just here to offer our very humble musings, so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Okay, so this week's check-in topic was inspired by a thought I had while driving recently. Um, and then I immediately, at the next stoplight, texted Sierra and was like, I have an idea. Um, so our... You know, it is the holiday season for many of us. Um, and also like, uh, you know, winter break is coming up for folks who may be in school as well. Uh, and the reality is, is that many of us are kind of like going back to our homes, our childhood homes, or intentionally spending more time with our families, um, which can be wonderful and great and lovely in lots of different ways. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about uh, is like, how much time I have spent trying to like disrupt my own patterns around how I behave with other people. Like, you know, thinking about the idea of like, oh, it's my job to fix everyone's problems, like really challenging that for myself. And then like the second that I go back and hang out with my family of origin, like the patterns just like come back immediately. Right. And it's like, oh, I'm back in this role. Right. I'm doing this thing. Or like, you know, um, for example, we were with Peter's family, you know, recently. And like Peter has been like really intentionally about like going to bed early and like getting a good night's sleep and like 
when he was back in his childhood home, he was like up till 2 a.m. every night, right? right Just like, right. because like that's the pattern that he was used to, right? Like he fell back into it. Um, and so I was just thinking about how we, that we should talk about like the, the ways in which we can like give ourselves grace and also hold ourselves accountable in places where it's really easy to fall back into like particular roles or patterns that we know aren't working for us, but that are either like really familiar or like being foisted upon us by the people in our lives. And like, how do we, as folks are like coming, going into this, like return home or return to family and like, how do we equip ourselves to be able to manage that? And then like, how do we, you know, recover from it after, after the holidays and all of this totally. time with family is done? I think that is a a phenomenal question, really well-timed, obviously, and so relatable. I am the youngest out of three girls and I go home and I instantly feel like I need to do a song and dance for attention. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel Uh, emotional and I feel all of a sudden I'm like, you know, nobody takes me seriously. I pay taxes. You know, I feel like I have to prove my adulthood. (laughs) That's real. That's really Um, real. Yeah. Yeah. And other, you know, more, uh, uh, emotional things, but uh, I, I super relate to that. And, uh, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind when thinking about like advice to give on this is a little antithetical or in the opposite direction, but I have, I have been and seen a lot of loved ones who, who really want to exercise what they've learned at therapy in their family relationships. They're like, okay, I learned how to stand up for myself. Now I'm going to do it and I'm going to stand up to my dad or I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, when my mom comments on my weight, I'm going to say something, something, something back to her or whatever. And that is really noble. And obviously like we all get to choose how to grow and, and who to be, what version of ourselves we want to present to our family members, you know? And also maybe I'll just open or start this conversation with a reminder that like families and our homes of origin, people of origin, like they are particularly triggering land fields, (laughs) like, Landfields, sure. <laughs> yeah. L- landscapes? Uh, landscapes, fields. fields <laughs> a field of land, you know. <laughs> um, they're particularly triggering. So maybe this is not the this is not the venue to prove your growth in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or to yep. or to how about this? Here's my here's my overarching permission to you all this year. You don't have to prove to me how healed you are by the way you interact with your parents or your family or your sibling (laughs) member. That doesn't prove that you don't need to do that to prove that you are healed. Like sometimes we don't have to send ourselves into the hardest battle to like prove our strength. Right. Sometimes it's about who we are in, in safe nurturing environments that that tells me how much you've changed and grown. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. That's like a weird Absolutely. point to start with, but like, I think I've been thinking a lot about like the, the pressures we put ourselves under when we're trying to grow mm-hmm. and break habits and breaks, you know, generational cycles and stuff like that. And maybe the cycle's not meant to be broken with the origin 
the originators of the cycle. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, that's important to think about, right? Like that these situations that we might be going into with, with families who may be challenging for us is that like, yeah, you know, this doesn't have to be a time of self growth, right? It can be a time of self maintenance, right? How do we support ourselves in what can be really challenging situations? Um, rather than saying like, Oh, I have to get through this really challenging situation and I have to be like growing from it or like practicing everything that I've learned. And like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Practice some of the things that you've learned. Right. But my, my hope is that like, we're not just sitting there being like, okay, I have to be better. I have to be better. I have to be better. But instead like, okay, this is really hard. This situation that I'm going into, right? Like how do I make sure in the same way that it would be like, if you're like wandering through the desert or something, you wouldn't be like, cool. How can I make sure that I'm like beating my personal record in a run? (laughs) Right. It'd be like, no, do I have enough food? Am I drinking enough water? Right. Do I need to, do I need to find shade? Right. You like, the important thing is like tending to some of those basic needs, right? The, the wounds that were, that are part of us rather than saying like, okay, and now I have to also like be the most enlightened one of the family or like whatever it might be. So how I think it's important for us to be thinking about like, instead of being like, how am I holding myself to a standard that is challenging for me, even when I'm in a situation that isn't triggering instead being like, how do I tend to myself in a way that feels nourishing, given that I'm in a space where I'm going to be less nourished, right? I'm in a place that's less nutritious for me. So how do I hold myself in that and, and hold myself in grace and forgiveness for the fact that I like can't necessarily be on in the way that I might be when I have all my routines, right? When I'm around people who understand me differently, right? It's, it's like an entirely different situation and we expect ourselves to like behave perfectly. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And, and also that it's not, I, I keep on trying to think of this phrase where like you lose all your points in a game. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Yeah. Some nil, some zero sum. Yeah. Zero. Is that win, the thing? Win, lose. Is that a thing? <laughs> zero sum. Yeah. It means sure. like you somebody gets everything points. in, <laughs> like you go bankrupt on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're not going to go emotionally bankrupt if you're not going to yeah. lose all of your healing journey, you know, the, your growth, your, like, it's not a, it's <laughs> some nil, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know, if you go home and you snap at your mom in a way that you, you fucking swore you weren't going to snap at your mom. You're like, I'm an enlightened being. Yeah. I'm going to go home and I'm not going to be triggered by her fucking weird comments about food. And you know, she makes one comment about that corn pudding and you're like, listen, mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't go backwards. Right. Like you can't expect right. that of yourself. <laughs> That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah it's a absolutely. weird point you to start with because, I, I love, I love the personal, not challenge because that makes it sound like a fight that you're going to win, but I love, I love applying, you know, our growth to real world circumstances, right? For Mm -hmm. example, like I'm applying my emotional growth in my family spaces by knowing that it's actually better for me not to engage in certain conversations. So I'm not, yeah. participating in them. So I, this is all good. I didn't mean to start in a way that was like, if you don't do this, it's cool too. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Cause that's like that. I think what 
what has been happening for me recently is that like I go and I participate in these family things and I fall back into these patterns and then I come home and I like beat myself up for having fallen into these patterns. And it's like, yeah, no, this is kind of expected that you would like go back to a place and then do the thing that you're most used to, even as, you know, and I, and I think about it too. And like at home, I have structures to help me do the things that I'm trying to do. Right. Like I have routines and I have, people and like all of that. And then, you know, in places where I might be with my family or like when we go out of town, right? Like those structures disappear and it's like, well, how, I can't believe that I didn't do the thing that I was supposed to be doing. And it's like, yeah. Cause like I didn't, <laughs> all of the scaffolding, all of the tools that I put in place weren't there anymore. And so like, of course stuff like slipped because that makes a lot of sense. Some of those supports were gone, but uh, some other things to think about as well as you're navigating stuff with your family is that um, remember that boundaries are internal choices that we make about how we want to respond when other people are doing things as opposed to us trying to control our families and get them to be different people, which is like, I think what many of us would like to do of like, yeah, I just, I'm really trying to get my parents to stop being this way. And it's like, that's not, that's not an option, unfortunately. So as you're thinking about like, how are you going to navigate what's, what's happening with your families of origin, right? Thinking about, okay, instead of how do I get my mom to stop talking about food in that way? Instead thinking, okay, what am I going to do when my mom inevitably talks about food in that way? What am I going to say? How am I going to handle it? What am I going to do to care for myself? Because I know it's going to happen because it always happens. So what am I going to do in, when I when that happens, right? Am I going to leave the table? Am I going to say something? Am I going to... Um, Am I going to go for a walk? Am I going to text a friend, right? Like what is the thing that's going to happen given that your your families of origin are going to fall back into the same patterns as well, right? And I mean, I think about Dr. Lindsay Gibson's book about adult children of emotionally immature parents and thinking about like that book is not about how to get your parents to be more emotionally mature. <laughs> that book is about how do you care for yourself knowing that your parents are your parents and they're going to be that way for forever, probably, <laughs> given given the, the fact that they have patterns that work for them. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, but this is all to say, Sam and I are thinking of you this season, um, as we always are, and we love you and we're grateful for your support and we believe in you. You can do hard things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll see you on the other side and we can, <laughs> we can all debrief. <laughs> All right, let's dive into today's letter. It is from Cheerful and Stupid, excellent name in lieu of the conversation <laughs> we were just having, whose pronouns are so she, her, who is writing to us from the void. Dear Sierra and Sam, I've been going over this all night and I still can't make sense of it. My husband and I are were having a casual talk over dinner last night about the closing out of this year and what goals we'd like to set for the new one. I was reminiscing on how great this year was and out of nowhere, he mentions that most of the year he was in a deep depression. I am in total shock. While my partner is usually kind of laid back and a bit reserved with his emotions, I would still never have thought he was feeling that terribly for most of the year without telling me. 
I saw some signs early in the spring. He was sleeping a lot more or on his phone, kind of checked out some days. But every time I brought it up, he just chalked it up to bad habits. Never once did he mention that these habits were surrounding a massive, long-lasting wave of depression. Even in our conversation last night, he didn't go further into detail about what was going on. I was too shocked to even ask more in the moment. To me, this year was the best year of my life. We got married and moved into the cutest house. We spent a lot of time with friends and family and went on adventures, got a dog, laughed a lot, achieved long lifelong goals. I could go on and on. But when he talked last night, he only mentioned the negative aspects of the year. He had a minor injury that kept him from exercising a few weeks. Things were a bit tense moving and money was tight. He expressed a feeling of not accomplishing enough. If this year wasn't enough for him, what will be? How could we have such a different year? How could he be suffering for so long in silence? Why didn't he turn to me? I'm so sad knowing he was going through this alone. I feel stupid for not picking up on the whole picture. I feel angry that times when I thought he was just being distant this year, I was met with half-truths. I'm anxious that something that would be a must-share for me was just quietly hidden away for him. Sam and Sierra, where do I begin to unpack this with him? How do I separate my hurt feelings and distrust from his pain and humanity? I'll take anything you've got. As many others say, it was good just writing this out. And thank you for taking the time to read. So grateful for what you do, Spencer included. All right, cheerful. Thank you so much for writing. I am sorry that... um, that you are having this experience of, you know, feeling like you are having an entirely different experience than your partner. Um, and this feeling that you have of like, this year was so good, right? How is this not enough for him? Um, and that feeling of, of anxiety and nervousness around it is really, um, deeply understandable. And at the same time, I know that you're looking at your husband and thinking he's hurting and I had no idea. And I just want the hurt to stop. Right. I want to support him and figure out and figure out what he needs in order to be able to see the beautiful, wonderful life that I see us having. And that's a really tough place to be in. And I know that, uh, you wrote this letter, you know, right after it happened, right? You're, you were sort of in the throes of this like big moment of sort of discovery that you've had. And my hope is that as you have had some time to be able to look at this in, um, you know, afterwards to have some time to think about it, that it feels a little bit less raw and fresh. Um, and Sierra and I are going to offer some ways to, to have some conversation with your husband about what does it look like for him to invite you in a little bit more to what he's going through? And I also just want to name before we get into it is that uh, it's not your job to make sure that your husband is never depressed. It is not your job to fix that. He seems to be looking at some of the more negative elements of the year than the positive. Right. And it's not your job to make sure that you're both always having good experiences of your relationship. So, I want to encourage you and invite you into thinking about how to bring yourself closer to him and to his experience of what's been going on. But I just want to name that first because I want to be really clear that the advice we're going to give is about 
building connection and not about putting all of the onus of making this better onto your shoulders. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. Uh, but before that, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, y'all. Welcome back. To our lovely letter writer, uh, I'm so grateful that you wrote this letter. It's incredibly relatable. 
Um, I think it's so difficult to feel like you're on different planets, <laughs> you know, especially in, in like a surprising way, you know, to be like, what, we had such a great year and that you're, you're somewhere else. It's disorienting. And so I don't blame you for all of the feelings that are coming up. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and now, and we can make space for all those feelings. Um, like you said, like you're hurt and your confusion and we can choose now to formulate a response over an emotional reaction. Um, I want to share like a really quick uh, personal experience that connects to this before I dive into any advice. Um, if you like rewind our episodes back to the beginning of the summer this year, I talked a lot about um like having a resurgence of my anxious attachment and that like kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> I really truly don't know where it came from because uh, my marriage is going great. My, my year was a good year. Um, and uh, the example that I want to share is that like I, my family and I went on this vacation that we do this every, every year we go to the beach um, with everyone on my in-laws sides, basically. And while I was there, I just, I felt so anxious. I felt, I was like convinced my wife was leaving me. <laughs> like I, I just like had the most, I just had the most irrational, uh, thoughts. And when I eventually, I, I, I soothed myself. I like, I listened to some YouTube videos in the shower and uh, I waited until we were done with vacation, like away from family and home to like tell my wife about it because um, I wanted to her to open up. I wanted to open up to her, um, but I didn't want to put it on her during the holiday or during the vacation. And my wife was shocked. She had no idea. And she was like, <laughs> I was there having the best time. I was there, you know, thinking how grateful I was that we were together as a family and yada, yada. Um, and she said it was so disorienting for her because she felt like we were on different planets, like I said, and that it, it made her feel deeply insecure, not because which is like the exact opposite impact I wanted, you know, because I was over there feeling insecure and anxious for no reason. And I'm glad I brought it to her. Like we worked through it and, um, and are better for it. Uh, but she felt really insecure because she felt like she didn't see it coming. She felt like we were on different planets and that like, it's, I guess that I'm just sharing this to illustrate it can be so disorienting to feel like you're in one, you know, you're on one path and someone else say all of a sudden I was having a totally different experience in you. Um, it can be really, you can pull the rug out from under you. Um, when we were talking about that experience, a big thing that we had to figure out was how my partner could be, receptive to my experience and my feelings, but also not to internalize what I was going through and have that color her experience. Cause she had a great family vacation and I did too, but I was dealing with these things under the surface for, for who knows what reason. Um, <laughs> I 
really honestly have no idea where the fuck it was that the came from. sea air it like it was the it, sea you breathed air. in and you were I like was turning 37 <laughs> you know like um <laughs> i'm like a, a victorian woman where i was like i have to go live <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. In a beach house. You have to, um, you've got consumption, anyway. and so you need to go, like, <laughs> yeah. breathe in the moist air or whatever. Yes, exactly. Um, I, w- we had to work it through conversation um, out how my wife could, could really hear what I had experienced without her saying, oh my God, how did I not notice it? How did I not know you were struggling? You know, really work to not internalize it. And like Sam said in the intro, we are going to talk about how you can foster these conversations with your husband, maybe be more direct in telling him that you want to share in his struggles with him. And also try not to internalize. How about this? Try not to allow his struggles to color the year that you experienced because that was real for you too. And also maybe try not to internalize it in a way that it affects your, the view of your marriage, because I want to say this very clearly that people are capable of struggling in their everyday life and being happy in their partnerships and being you know, being content in their life and struggling with depression. Right. Um, I think that's what I would have to hear if I was in your shoes that like, it is, it is okay. And normal, I would say to that someone could be happy in their partnership or like content in their partnership and struggle in their day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I want to also make sure that you're not, saying to yourself that your relationship is somehow like causing his depression that Mm -hmm. like, you know, that it's not, the things are not necessarily like causational, right? Like they're, they're connected for sure, but they, they're not like one thing isn't causing the other thing to happen. And, you know, and it's also like, maybe your husband was just in a bad mood when you talked about this, right? Like maybe he was just like struggling with the fact that like he was, he was feeling depressed that day, but most of the time he can look at things differently, right? Like I want to make sure that we're not creating a thing where we're like outsizing a particular moment of what was happening, right? Like in Sierra's example, this vacation that she went on, doesn't necessarily mean anything bigger about the relationship. It's just that Sierra was struggling on that vacation because of lots of different things that actually had very little to do with what Willow was doing or the strength of their relationship. And more so gentle constitution of my womanly (laughs) body. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She got the Vespers or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think, I think it's important But I think it's also important for you to recognize that, like, it's deeply understandable that you would be hurt by the fact that he's looking at something that was really special for you, a relationship that is really meaningful for you and saying, like, yeah, but also I was injured and that, like, really, that really sucked. Right. Like, I think it's understandable that you're in this feeling of like, oh, but it feels like you're dismissing all of this good stuff that's been happening in our relationship and looking at like these things that are real and understandable, but are, are 
are sort of diminishing all of the good stuff that we've been through. And I want to also just name that like all of those things can be true at the same time. He can be really happy that you moved into this house together and that it's really wonderful and beautiful and cute. And also be like, it was really stressful for that to happen. Finances were tight. The timeline was weird. I felt a lot of anxiety and depression while we were doing it, even though I knew it was a good decision, right? Because all of those things can be true at the same time. But I think you should definitely talk to your husband about kind of how this is making you feel. And I think that you can ask for a little bit more insight into what's going on with him, right? And not demanding it, saying like, please tell me everything that's happening with you at all times. Um, But I think if you can sort of frame this in a way that says, you know, it was really disorienting for me to hear that you've been struggling so much over the course of the last year, right? I am feeling like I'm missing things. I'm feeling like I I am disconnected from you because like this was such a surprise. And I also like, I want to be here to support you through all of that. Right. I don't, I don't want to fix it for you, but you know, if we're having different experiences of this, I would love to know so that I can make sure that I'm paying attention to what you're going through and making sure that I'm not just like bulldozing over it with, with excitement. Yeah. So are there ways that you can let me know a little bit more about what's going on with you? Right. So can we have check-ins uh, once a week about like what's been going on over the course of the last week and how are you feeling? Or when I say, how are you doing? And you say, fine. Can I say, how are you really doing as an indication that I actually like want to know what's going on with you? Or yeah. can we go to therapy together to build up some muscles around sharing this kind of stuff with each other more frequently? Um, and, and I think, having that conversation as this idea of we're a partnership, we're a team together trying to figure out how we can support each other and how we can understand each other a little bit more clearly rather than saying, wow, you're, I'm so hurt by this. You're so dismissive of all of this stuff. You need to figure out how to tell me more. I think we'll, will lead to like a more fruitful conversation because that's also what's actually happening, right? It's, it's not necessarily that he's like a jerk who's like, lying to you about all of this stuff, right? You both are sort of struggling with how to communicate with each other about what is going on with each other. And and that's something that you can both work on as a team together. Again, not your job to fix unilaterally, but it you can participate in what it looks like for you to have more conversation with each other about what he's going through. Yeah. And like I said, um, this would be disorienting for me too. I would feel all of the mm-hmm. feelings that you're feeling. Um, and at the same time, I would remind myself that, you know, we're all different people. We all process the world differently. Like some people just have a more positive outlook than others. Um, mm-hmm. And I would remind myself that sometimes we share our struggles with our most safe spaces and, uh, you know, like maybe this, maybe it was very, maybe it was nothing for him to share this to you in this way, because that is what I'm trying to say is like, maybe it wasn't to him. Maybe it wasn't like such a big confession, you know, and more Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. an observation of the year. Like, Oh yeah. I was like in a funk most of the year or whatever. And to you, yep. that's like a bombshell. And to him, it's just like a, com- you know, 
an aside or something like that. Um, For sure. I'm not, none of this is justification. I'm just sort of trying to work out like maybe why this felt like such a big disconnect. But I want to echo what Sam said and just say like, you are absolutely allowed to ask your husband for some things that went really well this year, you know, in part of your Mm. conversation, you can say, Hey, I was really, you know, the other day I was really surprised when you said you were struggling, um, with depression this year, I didn't really realize that you were struggling. And that made me feel a little sad because it made me realize I was missing either part of your emotional experience or I was misinterpreting things that were happening. I would like to be, Mm more emotionally available for you if you want to talk about these things. And also, you know, in that conversation, you can say it also made me feel a little bit sad because I felt like you were only sharing the negatives. I'd like to hear the things that you did like about this year. It would make me feel good. Can you tell me, right? You know, it's just like, it's a similar thing Mm -hmm. that we're allowed to like ask our partners if they think we're pretty, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to be like, can you tell me what you did like about this year? Because it made me feel a little insecure when you didn't share any positives or whatever. Um, for sure. For sure. You know, I, and I, I also wanted to say something that I kind of forget sometimes because of the circles I roll in, but don't assume that your partner knows or that you want to hear about his struggles. Like I, Mm. I don't want you to internalize this as like, Oh my God, I just assumed that he, that he uh, knows that I want to talk to him or whatever. But instead remember that like the, the stigmas around mental health and the stigmas specifically around men's mental health, it's so prevalent. It's, it runs so deeply. Um, He just, Maybe he needs to hear it explicitly from you saying, hey, I was really taken aback when you shared about your mental health struggles. I'm really grateful that you felt safe to talk with me. And I'd love to explore it more if you want to talk about it, like being explicit, not because you missed the mark or not because you're foolish or anything, but because stigma runs deep around mental health and, and, and men. And, um, Mm -hmm. we live in a culture that tells men to not talk about it, to not make a big deal about it, you know, to, to push it under the rug and tamp down feelings and not let themselves feel anything, you know? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. just remember that that might not be quite as intuitive for him. And it's not, it's not something you missed. It's, it's a conditioning that you both experienced that might just need to be like scratched off the surface. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he may want to manage his own mental health in a way that may be different than you. And that's also okay. Right. Like he may want to seek out a therapist or he may be having conversations with different people and like, that's fine. Um, and part of it is again, not saying that there's a right or best way for him to be able to manage his mental health, but instead to say, can you let me in on the process a little bit more? Can you help me understand how you're managing this? Because, you know, I'm worried and I'm concerned and I love you and I want to be part of what it looks like to support you through what sounds like a really difficult year for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. My sweet, um, just want to close by saying all of your feelings are really valid. I think I would feel frustrated, confused, insecure, 
you know, like I would feel the full gamut of, of emotional emotions on this. Um, sure. But this is why you write into two strangers so that you can make space for those emotions, process them, and then give yourself the, the gift of uh, an emotionally thought out response. Um, yep. We know that you can move through this. We, we don't think this is a curse on your relationship at all. And um, we, we wish you the best in the upcoming new year. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. We hope this helps. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or for you, if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things. Uh, by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember, we are all different people experiencing the world in different ways. We are not responsible for knowing all of the secret intricacies of other people's emotions. That is not true caretaking because it's impossible. It's impossible to know what someone else is thinking all of the time. All we can do is be a compassionate listener and be open to hearing their truth. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>